Fantasy football has become a major reality for millions of fans. Makes him off to the 30. He's gone. He's gone. What a move. It takes skill to win your fantasy championship, separating the zeros. He goes to the near side, and it's picked off. Intercepted. From the fantasy heroes. Down the middle. It's caught over the shoulder in the end zone. Buckle up your chin strap for the fantasy fix. For that, we're pleased to be joined by Britting MT of RotoRadar.com. Britt, thanks for taking the time. Let's start in our nation's capital. Washington's ground game was solid against the Rams in Week 2. But how are you evaluating the fantasy values of the running backs against Oakland and moving forward? Some injuries to be aware of, too, right? Yeah, you know, uh, the Redskins were impressive in Week 2. This week, however... We have a full-blown running back by committee situation here, and I'm not real sure we can trust any of them. The injury situation you were mentioning is Rob Kelly was expected to not play this week, but he's actually practicing in full today. And so if he plays, we've got him, we've got the rookie P. Ryan, and we've got Chris Thompson all splitting carries. And while the game is a potential shootout here with Oakland, I'm not real sure you can trust that rushing attack week in, week out. Just so you know, I am buying the Detroit Lions. Just so you know, I think they're a real team and they're a contender for that division. But I'll ask you, how do you handicap that backfield? And do you favor any of them for this week's game at home against the Atlanta Falcons? Well, the Lions appear to be the real deal. They uh, get a shot to prove it this week at home against the Falcons. And one thing we've learned this season, and it's a trend you can – take to the bank from uh, 2016 is you attack the Falcons with pass catching backs. We saw what Tariq Cohen did to him in week one. And we saw last week what the uh, Green Bay Packers Ty Montgomery did to him. And this week you get elite pass catching back theoretic. Now the Lions theoretic is a very explosive pass catcher, but they've shown that they're going to stick with Amir Abdullah as well. So for fantasy purposes, both of them have potential here to have massive games. I would place my bets on Theo Riddick because he is the pass catching back. But the projected game total here is second highest of the weekend. I think you can play them both with confidence. He's Cordell Stewart. I'm Brian Weber. It's the Fantasy Fix with Brittingham T from RotoRadar.com. Britt, before you joined us, we were talking about the particulars of the matchup between Seattle and Tennessee and questions about DeMarco Murray dealing with the hamstring injury. That means Derrick Henry could get more touches, but would you play him against that Seattle defense that's been bolstered by the addition up front of Sheldon Richardson coming over from the Jets to the Seahawks? Yeah, I think uh, especially in daily fantasy and season long, if you are an owner of Derrick Henry, I think you can roll him out with confidence here. He's uh, been nothing short of spectacular when given the opportunity. We did get news today that uh, DeMarco Murray is back to practice. So if he does play, of course, that downgrades Derrick Henry's role. But this Seattle team is going on the road. They're going cross-country. And they've shown some weakness in the running aspect this season. Last week, Carlos Hyde touched him up. And I think this week, if Derrick Henry gets the opportunity, you can buy you can buy a low on him here and play him with confidence. Ever since Sam Bradford's arrived into Minnesota, uh, this offense truly been clicking and has proven in this last game how important he is to this team. But until he officially returns, uh, how are you to adjust? Uh, how are you adjusting? Uh, the values of that Vikings offense? 
Yeah, I mean, week one, we saw the potential of what this Vikings offense could be. You know, former first-round pick Sam Bradford slinging it around, and Dalvin Cook, their rookie running back, looking dynamic. And now we got word again, it just came out that uh, Sam Bradford today, the news is he is officially ruled out for week three. Mm. When he's not in there, Case Keenum is a competent backup in the league, but there's a reason why he is a backup quarterback, and it just downgrades everyone. The defenses don't have to respect Adam Thielen and Stephon Diggs as much. They can play them more man coverage. And that allows the box to get stacked against Dalvin Cook. It's just a massive downgrade for the entire Vikings offense. It's really a shame. And let's hope that uh, what they're calling a bone bruise checks out as something where it's just this week and maybe we get Sam Bradford back next week. Yeah, and just to clarify what you're talking about, Ian Rappaport of NFL Network reporting Sam Bradford out Sunday for the second consecutive week, meaning Case Keenum will be the starter against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Brad, as we think about Odell Beckham Jr. and the highs and the lows, he's come back from the high ankle sprain. We know the Giants can't run. Philadelphia dealing with a variety of injuries in the secondary. What's your take on Odell Beckham? I mean, uh, Odell, it's a perfect green spot for Odell this week if he's healthy. There's a couple caveats here. we got to decide, is he healthy enough to confidently roll out? Last week, he played, and he only played 34 of the 56 offensive snaps, and he didn't show us that he was 100% healthy. Now, it's a week later, and you just mentioned we get a dream matchup here against a team in the Eagles who he shredded in his career. In six games, he's averaging 6.8 catches and 87.3 yards, and he has four touchdowns against the Eagles in those six games. So if he can't get it done this week, I'm not sure what we're waiting on here, and it might be a bigger issue problem more than just Odell's health. That Giants offensive line is a major issue, and the Giants offense as a whole hasn't scored more than 19 points in eight straight games. Who's your top-rated running back? Uh, this week? Well, for me, when I'm looking at running back this week, I want a guy who is in a favorable game script that uh, should be projected for high volume usage. And if I had to pick right now, and I'm going with this pick as assuming he is a full go, 100% healthy here, it's Miami Dolphins, Jay Ajayi. Ajayi last week was used on 94.1% of the offensive snaps. And within that, he got 53.6% of Miami's offensive touches. This is a guy that they gave 28 rush opportunities to. Today, he gets to, or this week, he goes to New York to take on the Jets. They are more than a touchdown favorite. And the Jets' defense has allowed 180 rushing yards in both weeks of the season. And we got news today that defensive lineman Muhammad Wilkerson is a questionable tag, so he might not play further boosting Ajayi's projection here. And if we're going to give him 30 touches against this Jets team, he's in for my top running back play of the week. Brad, last one for me. In terms of your analysis, we often use the phrase small sample size on this program. For example, we're going to talk about the Rams coming up. A lot of people say, look at the offense, and I'm going to counter small sample size. It's been three weeks, and they did it against the Colts and the 49ers. Fantasy takeaways are important to build on a week-by-week basis. So are you waiting until week five, until you have a summary judgment on a player? How do you try to be nimble with your analysis? Well, it's an excellent point you brought up, specifically the uh, Rams. You know, uh, 
man, that offense just looks dynamic. And uh, no one could have projected the 80 points scored in last night's game. And uh, it's important to note a lot of it has to do with who they're playing and where they're playing and what week and what day. And for the fantasy trends aspect of it, you're looking at things that you can look back to last season, you can look back to the last three years, and you can look back to week by week here. And confidently for 2017, I think weeks three and four are when it can really start seeing trends. For example, we talked about uh, a little while ago, pass catchers against the Atlanta Falcons defense. That's a trend that we recognized in 2016, and it's proven true in week one and week two. So we're going to say that it's also true in week three, and we're going to attack it. As always, we appreciate the insights. Let our listeners know what they're going to find when they go to Roto Radar and all your great podcasts here on TuneIn. Yeah, Ryan and Cordell, I definitely appreciate you having us on and uh, for your time here. And uh, if you get a chance, please check us out at rotorader.net. Our Twitter handle is at the Roto Radar. And if you get a chance, we specialize in daily fantasy sports. We have everything from written articles to our own podcast shows, just offering advice and tips on how to win on DraftKings, FanDuel, and you can even translate that to your season-long home leagues. Come check us out, rotorator.net. Thank you, Britt. Good luck this weekend. We'll chat with you next week on the NFL on TuneIn. Yep, thanks, guys. Have a good weekend. You've been listening to No Huddle with Brian Weber and former Steelers quarterback Cordell Slash Stewart live on the NFL on TuneIn. 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. The National Football League is on TuneIn.